recording. Thank you. That's so helpful to know you're recording. Isn't it? Knowledge is power. It is. How are you? How was your week? My week's been pretty good. I feel like it's immediately Christmas and I have so much left to do. At Christmas How is are tomorrow. you guys doing? Because yeah. Christmas is upon us. Christmas Run. is in five minutes. I kind so. of feel like that scene in the first reboot of Jurassic World where Bryce Dallas Howard is still in her heels. Because mm. why, why couldn't they just get the out of the T-Rex heels? is coming and she says, Run! That's how I feel about Christmas right now. <laughs> I think Christmas is supposed to be positive, and you shouldn't no, be running away. I love it so much. I'm very excited for it. I just feel like I have a lot to do. Can, no, can we just all agree that November lasted 10 nope. years long? I mean, and then it was Thanksgiving, and now it's Christmas. And now tomorrow is Christmas. Like, Merry Christmas. This is our Christmas Eve episode. I'm still disoriented by the time change. It is midnight the second There's after ne- you eat lunch. Well, and, <laughs> and I've been going to sleep at 7, waking <laughs> up at 9.30. I've been getting my great amount of sleep. But... No, I'm excited for the for like it to be actually full-fledged holiday time, though. I mean, I started listening to the music a couple weeks ago mm. uh, after... Uh, you know an experience with a christmas song at some point that like rocked it so i've just been listening to just michael buble mm, very good. and uh sia a sia christmas oh that's right that's a good oh, one. Uh, oh, oh please don't sue me oh uh yeah <laughs> uh i don't think sia would sue me how have you been though <laughs> depressed no oh. um i <laughs> I don't know if you could hear that, but my nephew just FaceTimed my grandparents. Wait, my parents. Yes. His grandparents. His grandparents. Which is kind of like a daily, it's a daily occurrence. Yeah, I just and, heard his little voice And from their the energy level when he answers the phone, I mean, he doesn't, like, it's my sister. She she FaceTimes him. Like, he doesn't know how to do that. He's 21 months. Um, Maybe he does know how to do I that. I actually think he could probably do we it. Were, we were on a FaceTime call with him, and he was doing, he was headbutting her or something, and she was like, stop it. And he, like, literally reached to turn the He's like, off. we're done with this. No, he was gonna be like, y'all can't, you shouldn't see this. I'm gonna headbutt my mom again. <laughs> it was like, savage, like little kid. I mean, oh, you know what? I didn't mention on any episode just because it didn't like line up very well. Is that my sister is having another baby? Yeah, the timing didn't happen. Yeah, and we I just didn't bring it up last it. episode because I don't know. I was too busy talking about myself. <laughs> um, but she's having another boy, and mm-hmm. we're so excited about it because it's just gonna be. Man, a freaking ragtag bunch of people. It's gonna be so, so many, fun. so many boys, and I'm not. I don't know. I don't know anything about boys. Clearly, I'm, I'm you've single. been doing great with Soren. Well, I've been persuading him to like Star Wars. He has a lightsaber. Yeah, he is is strong with the Force. So it's like okay, it's in his family. Look, he loves Mulan. He loves the Sandlot. Like he has good taste. <laughs> he watched. Every single minute of the Santa Claus oh my gosh, the other day. With complete attention. Unwavering. I've never had more. I looked at my phone sporadically. He didn't look at his phone. No. <laughs> he didn't look at his Apple Watch. He didn't look at his tablet. No, he doesn't have those things. Calm down. <laughs> uh, all these people that are like, oh my God, that kid like has so much screen time. I mean, he's adorable. He's on the FaceTime a lot. But it's like with us, we're asking him what color things are. Count to 10. Like and he always says new words every time we talk to him. So I don't know. Stay connected. With I people. just had this conversation with my mother where because I also love the holidays because I get to see my I never my cousins' kids are my second cousins. Second cousins. I'm just gonna call them like my cousins, cousins. like my baby well, cousins, cousins, whatever. Yeah. Um, but I get to see them a lot during the holidays, which is great. And I was having this conversation with my mom where I'm like, I don't care 
whether or not they like reading, I am just the gay uncle who's gonna give you books every holiday. Jesus. Like, I'm sorry, it's Christmas. Can you please give them socks? I'm and gonna books? give you like toys, also, but you're going to get books from me. Sorry, kids. Can I tell the the story about why your Adriana and Alex are not my friends anymore? Oh yeah, refresh my memory. What are so you we were at your family's house, and we were all like, "Oh my gosh, let's watch a movie." And Lego Batman came up. Oh, yes. That was a hard and day. I haven't seen Lego Batman. Yes. I hadn't seen it at the time. So they put it on. And for the next hour and a half, we didn't watch Lego Batman. No. We heard your baby cousins speaking the lines as the well, characters see, were yes. speaking them and then repeated. So you heard every line twice from two. They're like six, right? At the time, they were six four or seven or year five? old. Four, but I mean, their memory of the they should be well, hired see, yes. to write the, the next movie. Here's where the mistake was: is that this was a situation where the movie was put on as like a babysitting tool. Mm. Like it wasn't like let's watch a movie as a family. It's like That's... let's give give the kids something to do. Yeah. And so the kids did it. Like they the were thing. in it. I... But Colton and I hadn't seen the movie yet, and, and it's one of those to. movies yeah. that like kids love, but also would be enjoyable to watch. So it was just like yeah. it was different but here's the intentions. Thing, but here's the thing with those kind of movies to me: they're not made for kids, guys. They're made for adults because every yes. single line of dialogue is an adult humor joke. They're but but kids kid think friendly it's funny, movies for families. But it's but they're really not like the Lego movies were not made for kids. I'll fight anybody. They were made for sad millennials and Gen X because I didn't oh, understand some references. And I'm well. It's the category of quote family movie where it's like let's give the parents a break from all the mindless children's entertainment and like make something that they'll like that they can take their kids yeah. to. Well, from that moment on, because I when I watch a movie, I I actually watch a movie, and it was one I wanted to watch because I love Legos. I grew up with Legos. I'm a big Lego person. One more time, Legos, and. <laughs> Yeah, and I think it's unforgivable, and I don't think I'll ever speak to them again. Yeah, Colton's having... That's fair, right? So, in summary, Colton is mad at my child cousins for enjoying the movie so loudly that he couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> Which is what if you've been in what that, happened. If you've been in that position before, you know what I'm talking about. And you've also lost friends because of this little five-year-old friends. Which, they were... I don't know if they were ever really cool with me. Let's be real. I mean, they barely see me these days. It's really sad. I th- well, I think I have become like the fat gay bearded cousin who gives try- them gifts sometimes. And we certainly can't take them to the movies. Like, I think that's... God. Well, They will have days, not seen it and they'll be quoting it. And I'll be like, girl, how do you know these lines? I need to talk to Dom to even find out what they're into these days. Reading. Because I know Hopefully. that... Oh, I'm not going to remember it. The, uh, they were no, really into Marvel, th- or no DC. Like, they like the they like collectible like superhero that. stuff. Yeah. The Flash, Batgirl, Bat- Batman. Actually, pardon me, Ooh. she likes Batman. Yeah, Bat- um, yeah. she wants to be Batman. Um, but then and there was also this be. new series that I'm not going to remember. Young that's Justice. very superhero-y. But why do I remember uh, this? It's not know? Young Justice. It's like this new thing that it's Target. Oh, all over the new place. thing post breakup. I don't really know much about them. Oh yeah, it's whatever. I knew a lot. I need I to educate. But really, it doesn't matter because I'm just getting them like books and please Legos. give them Cara Delavine's Delavine's young adult novel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is a movie a pseudo written by a supermodel for yeah. my young children. Uh, le- a celebrity, lesbian supermodel. No, yeah, I don't know. I love spending time with my family you just put my baby cousins on blast <laughs> yeah they deserve it they know for what watching they did. a movie it wasn't even the movie they theater didn't. here's the thing it was a home did they watch it no were they quoting it they'd seen it many for no times reason? listen yeah. 
And if you want to, if you're ever wondering how oh, petty no. I can get, Gabe just rubbed his eyes. Oh no, I rubbed my eyes, and now the cat is in my my whole body. <laughs> oh no, we're gonna have to pause. We'll be back in after this break. <laughs> so Gabe's alive. I'm alive. The eye drops were wonderful. Thank you. So he, we mistake. are currently at my residency, which has my cat Sasha Fierce, uh, the first. And she and Beyonce named herself after my cat. And uh, he is largely allergic to cats, but it's, you know, we it's why we didn't stay together. Basically. I can be near them. I just can't have them or their hair on me. And that's hard. But because okay, they're... but not in a gross way, but like most every surface has cat hair on it here. Oh, it's not gross. It's just like there's a cat here. There's a cat here. Cats shed. It's a thing. So do I. It's not when gross I'm stressed. at all. It's very clean. But it's like. I I feel really bad because we do record here sometimes. It's really not a big deal because I just have to take allergy medicine and not touch my eyes. And right so now I just rubbed my whole eye. He not <laughs> only really he, yeah he I, like, took my instead of picking off. up the medication that he was supposed to be taking, he just rubbed it in his eyes. <laughs> and he was like, oh, "Oh, that's better." Crisis averted. We're good though. So if you're allergic to cats, be sure to drop us. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for joining us. This is Best Exes, where we tell breakup stories as a broken up couple. Welcome, welcome. That's Han Solo over there. And that's it's Chewbacca. <laughs> I've never been able to do a Chewy impression. How do you do that back of throat like gargle growl? I'm not going to tell you how my throat works. Oh, God. Get out of here. Gross. That is not feminine of you. Or that's not feminine. But yeah, each episode we tell the other person the story of a famous breakup and then we have to guess whether or not they stayed friends. And if you were wondering if we stayed friends, no. No. (laughs) (laughs) We're doing this out of obligation now and our mothers would be sad and we don't want to do that anymore. So instead we spend a lot of time together and our moms cook us food. (laughs) And we, yeah, and, and, and lots of people think we're together but we're not. It's all fine. And my favorite thing at parties is to ask people if they th- still think we're together or not and the answer is largely yes most people <laughs> most people who are close to us know like we just yeah, if you're saw, close to us you know yeah. we just saw my friend gwen and i like met up with her for coffee and she was like i'm so happy you and colton figured it out <laughs> <laughs> me too <laughs> don't worry uh speaking of medication uh, <laughs> no, i'm back on the prozac thanks yeah, everybody let's not let that lapse shall we let's try not let's to keep this that a time constant flow. i mean i don't think you can tell a difference because when i'm doing this i'm pretty hyped up i do jumping jacks before i sit down mm-hmm. and then i do my little vape pen <laughs> Very classy, I must say, with my uh, Lisa Frank stickers on them. I'm so impressed those stickers have lasted. I yeah. lost my stickers. Your vape pen? No. Oh, the stickers, yeah. I'm too cheap for a vape pen. You, you have asthma. You can't do it. Oh, yes. It's not for you, like Billie Eilish. Yeah, I do enjoy me. Billie Eilish, even though I'm an ancient man and she's an infant child. 16. She, you're, you're literally 30 years older than her. <laughs> That's not <laughs> what literally means, but I feel that. It feels that way, though. Literally is a sense of being. It's a mental state. <sighs> Literally. Uh, and that leads me to my gay term of the week, literally. <laughs> what is your gay term of the week? Speaking of, uh, my gay term of the week is gagged. <laughs> Honey, you have me gagged right now. Um, if you haven't heard it, I'm not talking about like when George W. Bush almost choked to death on a pretzel. Did that happen? It did. Oh my. <laughs> what a specific topical news poll. That's that, wonderful. My brain just fired the most random information. Like, why do I know that? But I cannot remember, like, where I went to school. I don't know. You could also go Clinton with that. You know what I'm talking we about? We know what Clinton got stuck in his throat. Yeah, that. But- 
Gagged. So, when you have just been given information that is almost too much to contain, you will be gagged. You, you. It's as if you. Ca- there are no words. You cannot muster the words, the language, the sounds, because the information or whatever you just found out or was told, the tea spilled, and you're gagged. It is. It's sort of like a cat got your tongue. Mm-hmm. So, in layman's terms, when you are without words or you're speechless, honey, you're gagged. Yeah, gagged for days. Gagged for days. Like I, like when people house. found out that we had broken up, they were gagged. Yeah. That's and using it in a sentence, George W. Bush nearly gagged to death on a pretzel, <laughs> soft pretzel. Oh, that's how I'm gonna go during it? his presidency. I think I don't know if that's right. Somebody tell me. <laughs> oh my God, I believed you 100. percent No, it is the the. I don't know when it happened, but it it happened. What's another good gag example? Um, when uh, I don't know when. Uh, when Kanye West stepped oh. in front of Taylor Swift at the VMAs and took the mic, we were gagged. We were gagged. When, what's another one? When, when Matt Damon was to- asked how he w- was doing in his relationship and he said he was single. Gagged. Gagged. Mm-hmm. When, <laughs> what's, when the guy I was dating told me that he wanted to sleep with other people because it was going to make him a better boyfriend to me. I was gagged. We were just sad. <laughs> <laughs> so if that's the studio a audience was just sad about that. One. Yeah, I mean, I think every, I think the studio audience all said, "Oh,", oh. like on Full House, like when Jesse found finds out that like the gig he booked fell through, like oh, and then I turned it around. And then when you actually broke up with him, ah, ah. yeah, lots of clapping, like whenever. Uh, Kramer walks into the apartment mm-hmm. on Seinfeld. It was that kind of thing. Everybody was like, he stood up for himself and like wasn't a complete idiot, and he did it, and that and that's why I am the girl I am today. So gagged. It's a good one. La gagged. And y'all can put that information together however you want. I won't give you specifics. <laughs> Speaking of gagging, uh, I'm really excited about this episode today. Oh. I'm doing kind of a throwback okay. to something I've done before, but. More insight, and there's a follow-up. Interesting. So uh, that's what I'm super excited about. But I also want to tell the very like delightful story of me losing my wallet that I didn't know I lost. Yes. And an old man and his grandson and their adorable dog coming up to the door and like saying, "Is it does is this anybody in your houses?" Because they saw on my ID that it was Mooney, and on the door to my parents' house, there's a big M. And he was like, I just like assumed like Mooney M. And I was like, oh, so there are good people out in the world. There was no money in it. So actually there was. It's not there anymore. (laughs) Holy shit. I had 50 bucks in there. Um, No. And I didn't know if I was supposed to pay them. Because, you know, if when when, like in olden times, when like someone's wallet was returned, they're always like, here, take this. I don't have any money. Yeah, no. And he was a boomer. And we all know how I feel about that. I mean, he's okay. His grandson was probably the one that found it and was like, we should return this because boomers just want to destroy us. But other than that, the dog was probably the most helpful because he jumped up in my arms and we like stood Did there. He? And I was like, I haven't held another man's hands oh, in so long. This nice story just got real bummery. Oh, no, it's okay. <laughs> he was doing it to be a better boyfriend to me. Jesus Christ. When I uh, die young, bury me in satin. <laughs> why, why was that song popular? 
It was literally talking about like what to do, like funeral plans when this bitch dies. Yeah. Dies. Informational. I don't know. Country music is sad. But that's like my happy, like the world isn't garbage like story. That's a lovely story. When I first moved to San Francisco as a student, I immediately lost my wallet on the metro, yeah. on the Muni. As you do, because you are a cartoon character. And someone found it, and like, because it wasn't, wasn't my address, because I had just moved up yeah. there. It was like my parents, San Diego. So he like Googled and found my dad's business information under the same last name, called my dad, oh. and then my dad called me, and he like got the wallet back to me i would not have done that much work. no neither would i, I was i so would impressed. have hit a single roadblock and i would have been like okay i'm gonna use these cards and he offered me a job he offered you a job yeah i couldn't do it because it was because i was a student but when he talked you were an adult when i picked up the wallet i was like thanks so much i just moved here i'm a student like i'm just getting settled in i really need this stuff and he was like oh and we chatted for a bit and I told him I was looking for work because I was a student. He was like, I have a job at my firm or whatever. But it was a full-time job and I had to go to school like I was a oh. student. But I was like, you just gave me a wallet back and offered me a job? Oh, if he was gay and your type, that would have been the cutest introduction oh, ever. Oh, looking back, he definitely was gay. Oh, he Do was you think trying he was to, hitting on me? He was trying to sleep with you, thick Oh, no. It he was, was like, very nice. I returned your wallet now. Do something for no, me. No, he was offering me a job. Yeah, he was. <laughs> we all know what kind of job <sighs> that was. God, you're ruining all my stories. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm back on Prozac. <laughs> Everything's fun again. Uh, instead of waking up in chronic pain. Uh, in my brain. <laughs> Speaking of mental illness. <laughs> no, we're not going to talk about that. I'm too heavy all the time. That's why my couple this week is like the bounciest, funnest, whatever. I will say, ever. once again, uh, we're the same person because the couple I'm doing today is also connected to a previous couple that i've done why are we the same person i don't know okay we it's almost eerie which it's like we spent a million years yeah, we together, spent a lot of time together. Well, it's like we've known each other for a good five years and for a majority of that we were lover oh that song <laughs> if you could get any, if you could do any endorsement for a company what would you want to do it for i'm i don't care whatsoever just want the one with the long john money. silvers do you mean like that connects with me on like a personal level? I just want money. I just want to talk about Long John Silver's because I've never been. I want to say like anyone has. When I'm hungry, I really want to go to Long John Silver's. I don't think I know a single person who's ever been to Long John Silver's. Here's the thing. And there there's has, one by my parents' there house. There has to be people that go because they're still open. Yeah, there's one by my parents' house by the Home Depot. So, oh, that's a sad sentence. Yeah, I don't know anyone who's gone there. So, I mean, we need to. And then pay us, Long John. Just fast food fish sounds dangerous. First of all, how long are we talking, John? <laughs> how can Silver. you give me inches, John? <laughs> Is that possible? Are you talking about the size of a fish stick? Yep. I don't like that. Uh, shit. <laughs> uh, well, then, on that note, I think we should probably just get started with this <laughs> Do you want to get started before we keep going down the I feel tangent? like I keep digging myself in a worse and worse hole, okay. which is fine. Speaking of holes, okay, let's get great. started with your story. All right. Uh, I'm first, yes. Even though... I'm certain I'm first. I feel like I always need confirmation because my brain always plays tricks. I am first, We've right? got the funk, yeah. Okay, right. great. So last week, I covered 
Cara Delevingne and Annie Smith, also known as St. Vincent. And in wrapping up that story, I mentioned um, some details about some other celesbians that my friend Sarah had brought to my attention that were a little bit wrapped up and uh, involved with Cara and Annie in some sort of way. We have a two-part special right now? So I'm doing a little bit of a (gasps) follow-up. From that web of celesbians. Oh my god, I'm still processing the information. I I know, and that's why I wanted to do it right away. But basically, so some of these women were linked to others. (laughs) Sounds like a conspiracy. And this week I decided to use my investigative research abilities. As a journalist. And try to get to the bottom of a very specific rumor. So make sure you refer to everyone by their last name, because you're really serious. You're right, I am a journalist. Yes. So I'm going to investigate a rumor. And here's the rumor. Oh, rumor has it. Brought to you by Adele. (laughs) Heather Dockry writes in a 2016 article for Mashable, a pinnacle of journalism. Oh, no. She writes, on Wednesday, the news, emphasis on the ironic quotes surrounding the word news, broke like wildfire. Based on a total of three Instagram posts, queer culture site, Autostraddle. Let me oh. repeat that name for you again, because we know, once again, very reputable journalism. Auto or auto? Auto. Like auto, automatic. Automatic straddle. Auto straddle. Oh, my God. Concluded. That gave me heartburn. That it was theoretically, hypothetically, <gasps> within the margin of error possible that Carrie Brownstein and Broad City star Abby Jacobson might actually be, grab your inhaler, everyone, dating. That was all, word for word quote, Heather Dockray. Unmashable. Silence. This is the rumor that we're going to be investigating today. Okay. And first of all, their hot wing challenge that they do on the what's it called? Uh Abby Jacobson and her co-star co-creator Alana Glazer from Broad City do an episode of Hot Ones on YouTube where they eat the hot wings during an interview. It's so funny. Italian kiss. It's quite wonderful. (laughs) I've never Um, seen him do that in my life. Along with the work of Heather Dockry from Mashable, I will also be... why are you referring to God as Heather... What? (laughs) Dockry. She's she's not among us. She is a superior being. Oh, because because of the writing that she wrote? Yes. Um, I mean, and I'm not being facetious. World-renowned. Yeah, like, I'm like, oh, we're we're not Um, worthy. In addition to her legendary work, we're also going to be referencing sources from Vulture, Nylon, Mm. and Slate. Ooh, slate. So a good little group. So basically, I'm going to be digging into this rumor to determine if it's true. Is, is, that, is that what I'm going to be answering? At it's going to be one question, yes. Um, and in order to start the investigation, first we must ask the question, who are these women? So first... I'm let's, them, I'm both of them. Let's talk about Abby Jacobson, um, recently fe- featured in Jenny Slate's comedy special on Netflix, um, atta- attached to a very wonderful first day joke. Um, Abby Jacobson, along with this reference in Jenny Slate's special, is most known... For, like I said, her Comedy Central show called Broad City. And if you don't know what that is, it's like workaholics, but better. But, yes. it's Because women are better. It's a delight. It's wonderfully written. It's beautifully acted. There's wonderful chemistry. It's quirky and weird. There's lots of weed. So, like, get over that if you're worried about <laughs> yeah, that. sorry. Um, but basically, the show was created when Abby and her best friend slash comedy partner, Alana Glazer, that was previously mentioned from that Hot Wings interview, they made a web series... Um, by the same name, Broad City, and basically is they were a part of UCB, the Upright Citizens Brigade in New York. It's an improv company. 
Long story short, they didn't make the main stage teams that they auditioned for. I don't know exactly how UCB works. <laughs> I studied with the Groundlings, not UCB. Oh, UCB only... is the one that I lie about that I say I did. <laughs> but so I don't know exactly how it works. But basically, you like I didn't can, do improv. You can kidding? audition to be parts of like performance teams, and they didn't get on those teams. They're very competitive, and so instead, they decided to make their own content. They made this web series, Broad City. God, stick it to them. Amy Poehler got wind of it, saw it online, really liked it, came on to and did an episode of the web series, and then they were wanting wow. to pitch it at the same time that Amy Poehler was starting to produce. So she got attached to the web series as a producer. And with Amy Poehler, they pitched it to Comedy Central. Comedy Central picked it up. And within the first couple episodes, it was this huge hit. And it's run for... It's on its last season. It's right on now. its last season, which I believe is its sixth. Wow. I could be wrong with That's that incredible. number. But they've run a good number of seasons. It's really A lot of shows wonderful. don't make it out of one anymore. Um, and since uh, Broad I'm City... about you, Whiskey Cavalier. <laughs> My brain stopped. Uh, since oh Jesus Christ, <sighs> uh, since the show Broad City, Abby, I'm having a mental breakdown on my. I'm deteriorating. I'm crying right now. Since Abby <laughs> Jacobson just rolled down my face. <laughs> Broad City, Broad City happened. <sighs> Abby Jacobson found success with Alana Glazer in Broad City. She also um, worked on other shows and other films, both as an actor and as a writer. She herself is also an illustrator. I believe that's what she studied in college. Okay. And so she's also published a couple books featuring her illustrations, like combined with humorous essays and stuff. That's so she's fun. like a creative person. She's doing great. That's Abby Jacobson. We love her. Next, Carrie Brownstein. Brownstein. Uh, she is best known as a musician and a writer actor. So she started out and kind of like got a name for herself as part of the band called Slater Kinney, which was a big band in like the indie alternative scene back in the day. Okay. And she actually met Fred Armisen at an SNL after party and wow. they immediately hit it off. And similarly to how Broad City started, she and Fred started making these little like comedic sketch shorts and putting it on YouTube. And that got some attention. And then when Fred was looking to make a show later, they came back to this idea. And so he and Carrie ended up creating a show, Portlandia, for IFC, which is a very specific, different comedy show that is incredible and weird and what i'm kind of getting from this is hollywood has terrible fucking taste and you (laughs) need to just create your own content and then sell it that way because they don't want original content anymore they like they're like okay should we bring back friends again like well it's like no there's so much good content out there waiting to be written stop bringing back roseanne you like have to almost show them what they need before they know it's what they want that's fucking trash and i hate so (laughs) that's how both of these shows got started just people making their own stuff and being like hey we want to make this let us make this um and so um that's how carrie's known she's also (laughs) oh wait that's the quote she, i'll share in a minute that show has made me like cry laughing oh my gosh it's mainly her she's very funny she's a very like kind of subtle almost dry humor-based actor and like she paired with fred armison it's perfect like they play off They're each other beautifully um so that's who our our two people in question are we have abby we have carrie the next question <laughs> under investigation are they queer 
what is queer? That's what? the first question to be asked. What is quarm? So, um, <laughs> I'm gagged at this question. Uh, um, so, uh, what do you consider to be queer? I different people have different feelings about the word queer. I actually prefer to use it as like my main identifier of my sexual sexuality or sexual identity. I use the word queer as basically anything other than heteronormative white cisgendered lifestyle or what have you so i consider I like race falls into that though yeah i just throw that in yeah. because i have some internalized oh um, no i mean I, I liked everything you shame. said but i don't think being queer is exclusive to non-white no people. i just i like when i say hetero heteronormative cisgender like white just immediately comes out of my mouth oh, wait, I, I apologize mean, it fits right in it's but, like cheese and crackers but basically the standard um expectation in society is to be a straight cisgendered person and if you fall outside of that spectrum anywhere on the lgbtqia2s plus spectrum very impressive you are considered to be queer i stop it t now it's too hard i usually i usually say lgbtq plus but i threw in all the letters like disney plus yeah exactly So I I prefer the word queer. Like, I identify as being queer. I like that word. Well, I agree. I think that queer is anything that is not heteronormative. Some people still don't like it because I think for some people it's still a bit of a charged word because it was used derogatorily Well, let's turn that shit around. But I feel... You hear me say faggot a lot because I... Oh, you want to call me that? I already call myself that girl. It's reappropriation. It has no power here. And I feel that queer has been reappropriated to the point where it almost, in my mind, it's a positive term. It's like a descriptive term it's rather than being derogatory. Yeah, exactly. I find it a celebrative. So, but other people feel differently, and so they don't use the word queer. They are specific to where they are on the spectrum or how they identify, which is great. But I like the word queer, and also a lot of uh, the quote unquote lesbians in this whole like scene we're talking about consider Web themselves queer or somewhere in that arena. So that's how I use lesbians. the word. Um. Basically, we know Carrie is queer because she identifies as bisexual. And right. she's, like we've heard, she's dated some other women who are in the public eye. And Slate actually described her as, quote, the one-time member of the band Slater Kinney, current star of Portlandia, and culturally significant queer lady. Like, she didn't have to do much in the movie Carol, but she definitely had to be in it because she's that important a queer person. Yeah. <laughs> That's how they described yeah. Carrie Brownstein. <laughs> So we know Carrie is queer. Um, she identifies as bisexual. Um, but then Abby Jacobson actually only recently identified as queer. Um, she is, like we said, she's part of the show Broad City, which is very queer friendly. It's you, I would call it a queer show. Yeah. Um, but it's actually yeah. her counterpart and comedy partner, Alana Glazer, who plays a character that's very queer on the show. Like, she doesn't ever self-identify as being bisexual, but you see her, like, with women. You see her with men. And there's this long-running joke. Well... I wouldn't use the word joke. It's more like this really adorable kind of endearing through line where Alana is always like kind of a little bit in love with Abby and it just creates this interesting dynamic. So the show's very queer friendly, but it's actually Alana who's more like the queer one of the two, at least on the show. Who would you say between you and me is more queer? Uh, I don't know. I feel like I'm pretty gay. I know, but like, you know me. Well, I know you're super gay too. You're so really who queer. is more gay? I don't know. I think... You are. Yeah, that's kind of what I was gonna say too. Yeah, you're you're a you are a. I think I'm like grade a, a tall glass of gay. I think I'm like grade A queer. Like if I when I have kids, 
when I like want to teach them about what homosexuality is, I'm going to have them to spend time with you. Yeah. Like I feel like I'm on the far side of the spectrum. Yeah. Well, you know how there's like the, the ends like totally straight, totally gay. Yeah. You're I'm like totally. Past, no, you're past totally gay. It's broken out. Oh, I got an extension and it has ruby red slippers on Oh, and it is sashaying away towards whatever the other end is. Can it instead be ruby red slippers and some sort of like cow neck, um, caftan can i just like sprawl on like a day bed and a large hat can i do that instead of i'm too tired to sashay someone's carrying can i just can i just like someone's carrying your day bed oh great two shirtless men are carrying your day bed perfect uh let's say five let's like give it they're strong they need help i know but they're very strong and their arms are real big they're two really Mm -hmm. wow that is very strong i knew a guy who could lift 700 pounds so but could he carry it down the street i don't know that's what i'm saying he tried to carry me that's what i'm saying you know what i mean like if they're if we're moving if we're going to a destination let's have a couple more and yeah if everybody's wondering if the guy that i know could carry 700 pounds if i slept with him you're right so Carrie and Abby are <laughs> Fuck. Um so basically our first indication that maybe Abby might be queer, although this is like very silly and circumstantial. Amy Poehler has this quote that's essentially a joke where she says everyone under thirty is gay. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, you're thirty one, oh no. Uh well, like you can be gay after that, but like definitely if you're under thirty, you're gay. I think that we just don't give a fuck about what it is anymore. Yeah, and that that which, joke is basically Amy Poehler saying, "Which I'm an like, old gay. So you're a young like, person. Do whatever. Like, yeah. who cares about labels? Everyone's gay." Um, and Abby is like repeated that joke. Um, but then beyond that, in an article for Vulture, um, promoting this indie movie called Six Balloons, which I've seen, and it's this really sweet. Oh, oh cute. I don't know if I'd call it sweet. It's actually pretty dark and a little rough. Oh, it's so like sweet. a drama. Yeah, it's um, fun. Watch it with your kids. I think it's on Netflix. It's after Peppa Pig. Yeah, Peppa Pig, Before Six Before Dora the Explorer. You know, just some like mild on-screen drug use. No big deal. Um, then watch What's Love Got to Do With It. <laughs> oh, geez. Um, but she's promoting this movie, Six Balloons. She does an interview for Vulture. And she finally, someone asked her about her personal dating life. And she made this comment. She said, I kind of go both ways. I date men and women. They have to be funny doing something they love. I don't know. I've never really been interviewed about this before. And then they very directly asked her, like, if a man or a woman was interested in you, would you be open to either? And she said, yeah, who knows? The world's my oyster. I find that. I find I love I love that. Like, I I'm clearly not that open-minded because i know like what i'm interested you're far you don't maybe aren't in my extended section but you are very far on the spectrum holding the 700 pounds is really the only requirement (laughs) but um as we found out but i don't know i find a lot i love i love that outlook which is like more about i yeah like she said they're they need to be funny and love what they're doing Mm -hmm. which like that I think that th- those are good things because w- what that means is they're folk they love themselves what their career they're invested in themselves and that's a good like person that's I find that really refreshing and I admire that because I, like I want somebody who loves what they're doing and is funny you have to be funny yeah and funny is a huge priority for me and even more so than it just being like I want my person to entertain me all the time which is part of it but yeah he really does need to be but it's it's also like I want someone to have a specific point of view on the world and if you are if you have a sense of humor you have a point of view on the world oh yeah for sure so I think that that's really important I mean I think this yeah sense of humor uh, especially after trauma is my favorite type of humor yes because you're just so like 
It's how yeah. you go yeah. through the world yeah. and how you. Yeah. yeah, and that's. I mean, uh, I don't know. Life hands us some shit, and we just hand it right back, and we say thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you kindly. Thank you. Um. So we have established that both Carrie and Abby are queer. Boom boom. Now the next question: How did they meet? The answer. I don't know. Will shock you. <laughs> and the answer may shock you. I don't know how they met. Let's say they met Here's the situation. at the Comedy Central roast of James Franco. Perfect. They very well may have. You're welcome. Basically, the answer is they're both in the comedy community. They've been in it for a long time, and they have interacted as far back as 2015. Abby and Alana did an interview of the members of Sleater Kenny because they were releasing a new album. The band came back together to do a new album, which... Twist was produced by Annie Baker, our other lesbian oh, from last week's episode. We're all connected. Um, basically, they've done a lot of creative work together. Fred Armisen was also a guest star on the first season of Broad City, he and Fred was. and Carrie are best friends. So basically, they're part of the same community. They they've known one. each other for a while. We don't know the exact moment, but they've they've known each other for but a it while. Happens. Now we get into dating evidence. <gasps> Because again, the question at hand is: Did they date? <laughs> did, not did they stay friends? Not did they just stay did friends? They did they actually date? So wait, so did they stay friends? It's is the actual up. question of did they stay friends or did they date? It really can be used. True. <gasps> so the real, the penultimate question really is: Did they? Are they friends or are they dating? <laughs> or well, they're definitely not dating now. Oh. So, oh, it's a two-parter yes. question. It's a two-part. It's more like, did they actually date? And this then if hard. they did, wait, start over. I I'll, need to I'll, take I'll notes. Prep it. I need to right now. The question at hand is, did they date? Okay. Evidence number one. <laughs> Shit. Abby guest stars on an episode of Portlandia, and Carrie posts a photo of them on Instagram wearing wib- wigs. That's the first piece of evidence. It's very light. I would never wear a wig with somebody I wasn't dating. It is very platonic, but people seem to take this who's, as evidence. Who was in whose lap? Piece of evidence number two, fall of 2016. Abby posts a video on Instagram. She's at the beach with a dog. It's Carrie's dog. <gasps> oh, you can't bring a dog to a beach without dating that person. And she follows That's that up. That's the rules. Not only is it rumored to be Carrie's dog, she follows it up with a photo of Carrie <gasps> with a dog at the beach. Oh, no. Question she number three. At all. <laughs> Pardon me, not question. Piece of evidence number three. During Your this Honor. time, Abby and Carrie are both liking Instagram Can pictures you left and right. To me? Please refer Your to Honor. me as Your Honor. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to submit into evidence. The fact that Abby and Carrie liked Instagram posts of one another very consistently. I would never like somebody else's Instagram if I didn't like them. Uh, also submitted into evidence, piece number four, a source from SheKnows.com, which let's face it, sounds like a site that really knows what lesbians are up to. Sure. Claim that Abby and Carrie are seen out and about in Portland quite a bit during the same time. Portland piece of is evidence, very gay. Very gay, very queer. Okay. It's a hub of queer weird um there's so many bikes number four a source from sbs.com which is like a uh hollywood tv film website says that the two were spotted in la having a cozy lunch they've traveled (gasps) okay wait wait wait. so it's it's actually impossible to have a cozy lunch without there being a romantic connection because uh, it would never be you, referred Your to. Honor. Okay, cozy by definition means is intimate. To have intimacy and comfort with the things that you love around you. Exactly. Webster's maybe said it. it this is enough evidence for Colton. I appreciate. I have more for you though. So I don't think um, like so. I'm already on piece of evidence for cozy lunch. I'm convinced. Your Honor. Okay, number six. Your Honor. We have 
Christmas 2017, a comic named Phoebe Ronson has a podcast named So Many White Guys. Ooh. And Abby is on the po- podcast quoting quoted as being in a relationship. <gasps> Number seven, Carrie and Abby are seen on uh, in Portland on Christmas Eve and then they're oh, never seen no. together again. Piece of evidence number eight, Abby and Carrie unfollow each other on social media. Oh, no. Piece of evidence number nine, Abby's best friend Alana, who we talked about earlier, also unfollows Carrie on social media. Okay, but not to like... Okay, keep going. Piece of evidence number ten. I'll cross-examine the witness later. My friend Sarah really thinks they dated. <gasps> oh, my God. Wait, okay. Um, Everything that you have set up into this point, I had a slight bit of doubt with. But I really trust Sarah. I trust Sarah a lot. And this is where she... Sarah could perform heart surgery on me tomorrow. This is where Sarah gets her strongest piece of evidence, which I'm now going to share with you. Oh, no, I'm not ready. Abby published a book after this time called... <laughs> called... <laughs> I did not write the title down. <laughs> uh, called oh, Ca- I Dated here Carrie. We go. It's called I Might Regret This. That's a good book title, It's a very good book title. It's a book of essays, um, illustrations, and like comic com- comedic stories. What was the name of the memoir, <laughs> my title of my memoir we thought of last night? Something to do with... Oh, Fucking High and Texting. <laughs> Is that what it was? No, I don't think fucking was in the title. No, I'm, I'm fucking high and I'm texting. Because I have a really hard time Or it was like texting. texting while getting high. The phrasing is off. I wrote but it that's down. what it is. I wrote it down. <laughs> we got this. So she publishes a book called I Might Regret... Regret. <laughs> we regret this. I Might Regret This. Thank you. Um, and I have excerpts from the book. <gasps> I'm not going to read all of it because I just started reading the... Like, I was researching and then I stopped because I was just reading the book. <laughs> oh, no. It's, I like You're it a lot. I'm going to get it. Um, here's what she said. On a night like any other, I saw someone across the room at a party. This is a song. It was someone I'd seen before, someone I already knew, but it was different. In Love one her. glance, <laughs> God damn it. in one glance, I saw her anew. <gasps> oh, I'd only Who dated is this anew. She I'd, sounds cute. I'd only dated men up until this point. Oh. I was and still am attracted to guys and always felt a na- natural inclination toward them. And I it mean, wasn't until art school that I ever thought about being with a w- woman because that was the first time I was around other queer people. Um, writing, writing, writing. It's very good, but uh, we don't want to be here an hour. So I, I mean, texted her. Oh. And then all the good parts happened. All the calls, the texts, the FaceTimes, the anticipation, all the uncontrollable smiles, the pings in my stomach, all the surprises, all the deep breaths, all the firsts. She goes on to describe the beginnings of the relationship. It's very nice. Colton is sad about it. <laughs> it sounds very nice. She also said, um, so came all the best things. Then were there the... Oh. Let me try that again. There were also the other things in there, of course. The trickier things. The confusion, the disagreements, the lack of. The need for space and the yearning for togetherness. The distance. The feeling like I wasn't good enough. The fear. All of those things. And all of the others I can't try to write about. All of the things that make love impossible to explain. All the things I didn't understand before. It's all in there. The bad inside the good. The good. And then it was abruptly over. Mm. Everyone thinks she's writing about Carrie here. And basically she goes on to talk about how she had a really hard time. She was a workaholic. She threw herself into her job and she realized that she needed to make some sort of change because she wasn't facing the fact that she'd just been through this heartbreak. So she decided to take this big road trip because it would force her not to work. She couldn't be at her computer all the time. She just like needed to be by herself. And this is what she said about it. Um, 
I had never fallen in love, and then I did. I had never been heartbroken, and now I was. I had never dated a woman before, and now I was dating women. For once, I wanted to put as much time into myself as I put into my work, so I did. Mm. And that's when she went on a road trip. And then she wrote out rules of conduct for her road trip, like rules for herself to follow. And it was things like, wear sunscreen, especially on the left arm. (laughs) Call parents, assure them you're fine. Stay hydrated. Um, And then also things like, do not listen to Bonnie Raitt's I Can't Make You Love Me Ever. Don't even think about listening to this song. That's delicate by (laughs) Taylor Swift to me. Um, And then other things like bring Purell, no texting and driving, try not to work. Um, And then... Sorry, can we backtrack to like what song you can't listen to? Me personally? Yeah. Well, I turned it into... I like came back around on it. That you can listen to? What was the song? Yeah, it was Robin. That we've joked oh, about. Oh, Dancing on My I was Own. Dancing on My Own. Yeah. But I turned around, I turned it around by like writing it into something that... Yeah. Oh, I did the same thing yeah. and I love it. But my like current song I cannot listen to is Delicate by Taylor Swift. It mm. actually like makes me physically sick. Yeah, it's rough. <laughs> um, here's another one of Abby's. She said on also on her list of uh, rules, do not listen to Sia's Breathe Me. Oh, If you must, bitch. do not be driving, especially not in a beautiful landscape. If you are and it plays, do not by any means put your window down and picture your car driving through the expansive terrain from an aerial drone shot. So she like <laughs> wrote this list of things. Also, and- cellophane by Sia because I have a playlist on Spotify that's literally Breathe Me and Cellophane, and that shit will make you want to die. Yeah, he was listening to Cellophane recently, and I, I was just like, can, like we, can we can we, take that off the playlist, please? It just, okay. Why does Sia come out every 10 years with, like, the saddest song just in the world? Just to ruin everybody. I can Ugh. listen to it still, but it, like, yeah, that one's a nutcracker. So I... <laughs> Happy Christmas. So I'm not going to read anymore because I could read her whole book. I think it's delightful, whatever it's so That's far. That's actually cute. Yeah. Um, but now we come to the conclusion where, based on the evidence at hand, Your Honor, A, let's start with question A, did they date? Well, before I make any conclusion, yes. is there any evidence, uh, for, like direct quotes from Sarah? <laughs> oh yes okay because i read like i love i love the book but i don't think that that's actually as factual as what sarah could dig up and i would love to hear what okay, Dar- sarah see. has to say um let me see she's doing lord's work well i need somebody to like send me wonderful references and i sarah <laughs> conspiracy says... theories um, this may lead you to Lipstick Alley, which is a site mm. online that isn't very trustworthy. She said, they can't be trusted, but they do have receipts sometimes. Oh. I also dig into old ass Instagram posts. Like Carrie and Abby posted pics of each other, and then around the time of the rumored breakup, they unfriended each other. When Alana unfriended Carrie is when I started to believe Abby and Carrie were together. Oh. Um, our other friend Kira, she said, and I spent a lot of time trying to figure out Carrie and Abby's relationship. Mm. And then she said, the Hollywood lesbian drama is my favorite. It produces the craziest Twitter posts. <laughs> okay, so bait that with that being turned into evidence, I do believe that they dated. Yes, wonderful because I do as well. Yeah, I believe it. With I believe all of my it. heart. <laughs> now, the follow-up question: Did they stay friends? I don't think so. Why do you not think so? I mean, I don't think they are right now. Cause that shit sound that was hard. <laughs> That's <laughs> what she wrote about. That was hard. Well, and when your best friend also unfollows you, you know you done fucked up. The answer is 
I don't fucking know, girl. <laughs> Shut I don't know for sure. I but we do know I did my due diligence. I checked their Instagrams and none of them are following each other to this day. Oh my so God. I think it would be safe to say, no, they're probably not friends. Okay. So, I mean, this is no no real judgment to Carrie. But as you brought up in, your, in the story before, mm-hmm. remember she had some commitment issues mm-hmm. with Taylor Schilling. Mm-hmm. So I think, and if she's I had... also allegedly cheated on Annie Baker slash St. Vincent with Taylor Schilling. Which... No, that's what I'm. Yes. yeah, that's what I'm referencing. Yes. Is maybe right now commitment is a little bit of an abstract thought that and maybe Carrie is she's very having an issue with. Well, yeah, but but I don't think that intellectual, like being smart and having commitment, I think that has nothing to do with it. I think it has to do with like who you are as a person and how you need other people. This is true. I think I was projecting in that comment. Because I hope people that listened to this just thought I sounded really smart. I think you're Fuck. totally right. And I think I was just projecting because I say the intellectual point because I've seen her in interviews. And actually, when Abby released her first book, which was more illustration-based, she had Carrie interview her at one of like her big book events. Mm. Um, and I've seen Carrie Brownstein in interviews and interviewing people. She's very smart. And I personally can see having feelings or thoughts of like, am I good enough? Because you hear her talking and you're like, oh, this chick is like... She is intelligent. And But I could yeah. also see her overthinking a scenario yeah. because but, I am myself an but overthinker. But I almost consider romantic She seems things. intimidating. Well, I think of romantic things as distant from intelligence yeah it's like the head you're and the using heart. a different yeah you're using yeah. i mean it's all your brain but you're using a different part of of your brain that ha- has its own set of rules and feelings 100 and sometimes that's why we say like logic over like is this person right for me but i love them but is but they're not right for me so i think that maybe she has a little bit of an issue there which fuck me too like i had issues with that i didn't know what i needed and wanted and how i wanted like that to look so i think in that type of environment i mean i don't think that they can maybe be friends because she might not even know how to articulate what that feeling was i also i think i say intimidating also because like that quote carrie is like this pretty public fixture of like queer lady culture like okay. she also had a turn on transparent playing like a queer part well, yeah, right she, like but she's like being a jedi master and to somebody who just sort of that's what i'm saying out. like abby this is the first time yeah. she's dating a woman she's kind of finding her own identity but within I this queer space what it would i've be noticed with, hard. with queer people when they first do something there's so much there's so much significance on like that first queer relationship because you're like, this is supposed to be my validation. This is supposed to be like the thing that was supposed to feel right. Mm -hmm. I think that's its own set of emotions that come with that. And it hurts like a hundred times worse. Like all the other time, like the first one, once you experience that and that's out of the way you become a badass, the more time you experience it, it becomes a little bit easier. But that first one, that's hard. And especially for like somebody who I, I I bet I would love to be Carrie's friend. She seems like so oh, dynamic 100%. and interesting and like talented that I would love to she be a friend. She has this like charisma. This but magnetism. then to like be in love with somebody like that or in like or whatever that, you know, they, they possibly experience. God, that has to suck. Like that has to hurt. And I don't think I could be friends with somebody yeah. like that. And like, I don't want to paint Carrie as this 
terrible person because a we're still kind of guessing at whether or not they were even <laughs> together please but she does she us. like she has um dated um a number of these celesbians in this arena or whatever and to be with someone experienced when you're just kind of dating but a woman I for think, the first time i don't think feel there's any unless like she literally spilled wine on somebody's face like to for you to unfollow and the bestie to unfollow yeah i do think it has to be a little bit more complex than that and this is just as somebody who when we broke up like our friends unfollowed us and are like my friends unfollowed you and your friends unfollowed me and that was just a thing because it's like yeah but if we were just like friends exactly the sense of doing the timing of it also like and the timing of when Abby's coming forward and making public statements about dating a woman for the first time, like it all does kind of add up. So I yeah. personally do believe that it happened. I'm impressed with how I'm a impressed with how private they kept it and be impressed with how like but the gay they, internet immediately knew it was happening anyway. But did they keep it private? The dog at the beach and the beach. They kept the details private. Well, okay. But I like, don't think they were yeah. like hiding the fact that they were yeah. spending time together. Well, yeah. They so just didn't it, talk about it in the press or whatever. Yeah. But no, I am impressed by that, especially because they are very well-known people yeah. in their in their areas. I wish, I mean, I wish everybody, I wish they were household names for everybody because they deserve it. I mean, they're both incredibly, and you know, they both have a bunch of new projects lined up. They're doing yeah. great. Well, yeah, it, I mean, it hopefully doesn't affect your career and hopefully you can still yeah. be a badass, you know. 100%. That's wonderful. Thanks for that evidence. <laughs> like, this has been a very thrilling court trial right halfway now. Halfway through, Sarah's going to be thrilled that it spanned <laughs> two episodes. Thank you. Um, halfway through, I told Colton, I was like, I don't know if I have enough like i don't think i have enough evidence for and he you know colton didn't know what i was researching so it was like i don't know just figure it out i know but i always say like gabe it I, wasn't no until... what i said to him is i said do macaulay culkin and michael jackson and call it a day <sighs> you had to repeat that on mike um <laughs> i what really made me feel good is when i actually started reading passages from her book and i'm like oh she's taught you this is what i think she's talking and about. it was deep yeah and i only yeah. read a portion mind you this is like a full long ass chapter Oh, of shit. that book. I don't think I'd write a chapter. Well, because it's also tied into her trying not to be a workaholic and her going on this road trip. <laughs> That's but cute, though. I like the road trip. But now I need to get that book because I yeah. just wanted Wait, to read don't it. don't get it for you. Maybe Santa. Oh, get it for you. Hey, Who Santa. knows? Maybe Santa, there's people that devil. listen to this that need to know what to get you for Christmas, and that can be the thing. Uh, well, cool. I have, again, I have a reference to the past. Yeah. Um, you hold one of these people very near and dear to your heart. And I thought, what better to do than to quiz you with trivia about (gasps) this character from a show? A character from a show? Yeah. Uh Uh-oh. So my sources today are from Insider by Jessica Booth, who I've used before. You have, Miss Booth. And Showbiz Cheat Sheet by Perry Carpenter. All right. And so, I mean, it's going to give away who I'm talking about immediately. But I'm going to say we have Miss... Jennifer Aniston oh. and Brad Pitt. Oh. So that leads us into our Rachel Green trivia. Oh, I'm instantly anxious. We're gonna. So I want to be good at it. Gabe it's... has seen, claimed to oh. have seen Friends in its entirety at least twice, right? oh, or three times. I would say at least three times. But he did watch a lot of it on cable where there was edited material. True. So watching it the last time we did a whole playthrough, I think was the first time he did a full 
this is all of the content. And he would say, like, this wasn't on TV. Yes. Like, I, at a scene. When they on, like, it used to be on the VHS, then the DVD, now Netflix. Yeah. When they leave the extended part of the scene that they trimmed for, trimmed for air, I know what was trimmed. He says, that was trimmed. That wasn't That's on like the me with broadcast. the Lord of the Rings movies. Yes. I know what scene was added. It was in the director's cut. So, they're going to start off a little bit easy, and they're going to get harder as we go. Okay. So, what's her middle name? Uh, Rachel... I know it. Do you? I do. You're not really a fan. Rachel. You know it. You're going to be <laughs> oh, so no. mad. This is the easiest one. Rachel. Bepa, ba. Yes, it's two syllables. Repa, repa, re. Rachel. You got this. Oh, can she I would come love back to, to it? S- can I come back to it? Yes, okay. Okay. What's the name of Rachel's younger sisters? Oh, no, you're going to drag me. Reese Witherspoon. And. <laughs> Christina Applegate and Christina Applegate play Jill. Yeah, one and a two-syllable. One, no, two. I'm so sorry. It's a two. It's a Jill and Bum Bum. Jill and I'm gonna come back to that too. Oh my god, her ex-fiance Barry. What was his job? He was an optometrist. No. Dentist. Nope. You only get one guess technically, and you're wrong. He's an orthodontist. That's what a dentist is. You said it. Nope, it's not. And that's a joke, is it's not oh, being fuck, a dentist. It's right. its own thing. Okay. So she has a tattoo. Where is it and what is it? It is a tiny little heart on her hip. You right. it. First question you got. You can come back to <laughs> the verse, too. What song does she sing at Barry's wedding? Um, Ma- making herself Copacabana. Copacabana, two out of five. How long is the letter that she writes for Ross when they're maybe going to get back together Something again. pages front and back. Front and back! Um, 13? Mm. Nine. More. Seven. Oh, I you don't know. You get two more guesses, and I'll, see, I'll do a higher and lower. I think it's a teen. It is. 13. Is it 14? More. Well, last guess. <sighs> I'm just choosing 18 numbers 18 pages. Now. Front 18. and back! What sorority was she in in college? Oh, I'm not going to get that one. Kappa Kappa Delta. Okay. Uh, what was the thing that she did that finally scared Joshua away? Uh, she dressed... Well, it was lots of things, but the final straw, final she answered straw. the door in a wedding dress. There she did it. Three. <sighs> what did she think that Chandler's job was that's wrong and they lost the apartment because of it? A transponder. She, like, says three it's, things. It's one... It, you're on it, but it's not correct. It's not a thing. It's yeah, a she was like a word. transponder, a transposer, a trans. She like says three things. Transponder. Sponster. Yes. And I knew you. I know you know that. Mm-hmm. You were so close. Tra- I said sponder. So when Ross and Emily didn't actually get married, because I take the Rachel. Yes. Where did she go on their honeymoon? Um. Ooh. Um. It wasn't Jamaica. <laughs> no. Think more like lavish i wanted to say glamour. bora bora no yeah i don't know greece greece see you this know these sad. things you're hurting this is sad what playground equipment is she terrified of say that again what playground equipment oh the swings the swings her hair is gonna get stuck <laughs> name the girl she claimed to have kissed in college <laughs> and she happens to be somebody we've covered on this <laughs> oh, no. what's her name oh no that's winona Ryder. what's her name <sighs> In the show. Heather? One more guess. No, I'm not going to get it. Melissa. Melissa. 
She claimed. I knew it was Winona, but I didn't. And then what brings us into our couple is what is the rumor that the I Hate Rachel Club started? (gasps) Oh, no. It was something stupid. Well, it's kind of... It's actually not that PC anymore Ooh, to I make fun of this, and they got away with it because it was nineteen or it was two thousand. It was she was making fun of fat kids, right? No. Oh no, he Brad Pitt. Was it was fat? about her. Like what? What's wrong with her? Where the I hate Rachel started this rumor. Oh, I don't remember that she had male and female parts. Oh yeah, that is not that did not age well. <laughs> so okay, back wait, can to I go middle back? name and it's the Jill other sisters. And name. it's not Karen. You're so it's close. Jill no. and. It's Karen? No. That's her middle name, though. <laughs> Rachel Karen Green. How did you not know that? Here's the thing. is the that first question. When I was saying it in my head, all I could say over and over was Rachel Allen Green. That's what I was hearing in my head. Rachel Allen Green. Because it's Allen. Karen. Yeah. Sorry, I'm being loud. Well, who's, well, who's the other sister? Um, Rachel Karen Green. Um, Jill and... You're so close. Jill and... Bubba. Just tell me. Amy. Amy, I wouldn't have gotten Amy. there. I wouldn't yeah, have gotten there. You know, if these so were Phoebe you, questions, I would have crushed. If you what? If these were Phoebe questions, I would well, have crushed. Well, I'm not covering her I know, I'm just saying. Wonderful this makes me nervous for Harry Potter trivia coming up because that, I should have known You need all to that. read them all before then. <sighs> okay. Um, so you got like four, right? <laughs> yeah, that's, that hurts. <laughs> the swings, Coca Cabana, Heart Hip, and like the answering the door in the wedding dress. Um, I feel like I should get Transponster. But I it, said transponder. But transponder is iconically the wrong answer. But I don't think way. transponder is a thing either. Yeah, it is. It's a. It's like a thing. That's it's like, like a, an item. A it's, transponder is a thing. Yeah, you have a transponder, and it's like how you find things. Oh, I don't know. I feel like I'm that not should a count. doctor. All right. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. Thank you for doing uh, yeah. that for me. I loved looking up <laughs> questions about Rachel Green. So in my and if I was a friend's character, I think I'm Rachel. Agree. Uh, and then second would be Chandler. But well, I'm, I'm actually, like, funny all the time. I actually think you're more Phoebe. Oh, but we talked about this, and we said, like, I... Oh, maybe we did agree that. I think Phoebe. you're more Phoebe than... So I'm Phoebe and Rachel's kid. Yeah, you're like Phoebe and Rachel together. We know who I am, well, and like, it's a bummer. Because I'm a weirdo, but I also, like, I'm glamour, like, and that's but Rachel. Phoebe turns looks like every other episode. <laughs> she had... Remember when she's performing outside of Monica's restaurant playing music, and she's wearing that oh beautiful black God. blue dress She with the always sash? has... Like a banging coat. And if you ever wondered how gay Gabe and I were, then just listen to us talk listen about friends. Listen to me talk yeah. about Phoebe Buffay. I think, <laughs> I think Lisa Kudrow is like my first gay icon. <laughs> she is a gay icon, yeah. absolutely. Sorry, I'm getting So we're going to take things back to 1994. Mm. We had to do Mm-mm-mm. it to you. The Santa Claus just came out. Oh, I was three years old. Gabe was 14. I was 74. <laughs> uh, Jennifer... Anison and Brad Pitt met for the very first time, 1994. Okay. Anison said that she first met Pitt when they're ma- because their managers were friends, and it oh. was like, oh, we're friends. Let's put these hot people and like let's introduce them together. Interesting. Inter- introduce them to each other. Um, this is what she had to say about him. He's just a sweet guy from Miss Missouri, you know, a normal guy. During this time, he was dating Gwyneth Paltrow. 
Fun oh my fact, God, yeah. if nobody knew that. The two would later break up in 1997. I'm not the doing theirs today. <laughs> uh, in 1998, the two of them went out on their first date. Oh, wait. So they met in 94 and then they went out on But he was dating Gwyneth. And okay, then broke respect. Out. So, like, they let Gwyneth's body go cold. Yeah. And then the they were like, thing to do. oh, okay. Um, and she said that de- de- the managers were like, pushing them to go on oh, a date they literally said like hey this friday night you have a gig or something that was their dream come true those managers and they both showed up to the same restaurant and they were like you're hot and single i'm hot and single <laughs> and we're gonna be on every magazine cover for the rest of time so they went on their first date and it was in 1988 like i said later during a 2004 interview with diane sawyer on abc's prime time aniston said that she knew she and Pitt were meant to go on a first date <laughs> And that it was a little weird. She said it was very easy, but it was a lot of fun. But it did to them. It felt it, like a setup. It probably. was a setup. Yeah. And it's like if you've ever been put like set up by your friend, which I've never had, I would never trust anybody yeah, to do that. Be, I would imagine. Maybe so I would weird. trust you. But yeah. why are you talking to my future husband is like my first question. What like, do you mean? I don't think I could be his husband if he, he like I met him through you. That's weird. That's well, it like wouldn't be someone I like web of lies. No, not that. Like I don't want you picking. Just stop picking people out for me. I haven't thrown you anywhere. Get away from me. Anyway, sorry. That was a real fight. <laughs> After a lot of rumors about their potential relationship, they made their official first appearance as a couple at the 1999 Emmys. Oh, classy. Cute. I thought it was going to be something silly, but that's so classy. So Pitt was wearing the worst sunglasses I've ever seen. Oh my God, I think I remember what this look was. <laughs> and, she, and an all-black outfit, and she was wearing a sparkly gown with sandals, gay, gay, gay things. <laughs> In November of 1999, Aniston and Pitt shared the news of their engagement. They're moving fucking fast. Oh, they went on their first quick, date in 98, announced their engagement in 1999 at a Sting concert. Because oh. there was an Instagram back then, so the only way you could let thousands of people know at one time was to jump on stage with Sting. Oh, they were on stage at the concert? They, they got like on stage, it? and he held up her finger, and they, he, he like congratulated them, and they're engaged. What a weird celebrity moment. If, I love it. If my fiancé does not announce, is Sting dead? No, he's with us. He's, okay. He does that yoga. I will not agree to marry you unless you pull me on stage to tell everybody. Is that Sting. why Sting went on Friends? Because they're friends of theirs? Sure. There's I that didn't whole know episode. Sting went on Friends. There's that whole oh, episode arc where yeah. Phoebe has a restraining order. She can't Sting. go to near Sting. Yes. I mean, same. <laughs> um, so she, yeah, so they went on stage. It was really cute. She was wearing her engagement ring. So July 29th, 2000, the couple got married in an extravagant ceremony in Malibu. Oh, what a party. Uh, they tied the knot on a bluff at a ceremony that included 200 guests, 50,000 flowers, four bands, a gospel choir, fireworks, according to people. Four bands? I only have one bands. Do you think it was like a little string quartet and then like a one for dancing and the I one for... I think they had the Swing Kings. They had all sorts of that things. That sounds lovely. Now, they probably had a different variety. I don't know. And I fireworks? Wasn't, I wasn't Jennifer Aniston in 2000. How would I know? That's peak Jennifer Aniston. She was... That was the worst. She the, was The world her was her life. oyster. Yeah. And I mean, it's, I kind of feel like it still is. Let's... Yeah. We're being truthfully honest. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so Jen- Aniston told Rolling Stones like a year later in an interview, she said, I had those typical jitters on the day before my wedding, but the day of, I was just so excited in a good way, which makes it even sadder that mm-hmm. I've 
covered the relationship where he cheated on her with. So we know where this is going. And if you've listened to the very first episode of our podcast, you know that I did Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie. Yes. God rest their souls. Yes. Um, so we know where this is going, but I don't think you do. I are, have, we, are there twists? I was there. Oh. No. <laughs> I was 10 years old and I was there. No. So they were married. It's cute. November 2001. He appears on Friends for the Thanksgiving episode. Right. Yes, they yes. are married. And for this, this the whole storyline of his is that he was really fat and ugly in high school. Yes. And she made fun of him. So he and Ross joined or made this club called the i hate rachel club they made up a rumor that she had a penis and vagina. um not that there's anything wrong with that like but this was 2000 and you that's know. a thing you can joke about apparently and uh but they were actually married but they were like super hostile to each other the whole episode did it end with them kissing i don't believe so did, it ended with something where he like kind of went out mm. i thought it ended with them like having a moment with somebody does he kiss phoebe see this is where i'm having a little mental block we'll have to watch Excellent because it's question. thanksgiving I, i'm not sure oh yeah i on. love watching the themed That's episodes fuck um oh it was the one with the rumor that was the episode yeah anyways february 2003 aniston says she's not sure if brad pitt is the love of her life but she knows they have something special oh that's not great. weird to say it's not great during an interview with W Magazine, Aniston was asked about how it felt to find the love of her life to Brad Pitt, and this is what she said. Is he the love of my life? <gasps> Rachel. I think you're always sort of wondering, are you the love of my life? I mean, I don't know. She responded, I've never been someone who says, he's the love of my life. He's certainly a big love in my life. Oh, Jen Rachel. So if your wife um, That'd be rough said to that about you. That would be rough. So even if you, like, don't believe in soulmates or believe in, like, love, <laughs> uh, to say something like that, that's a little harsh, I think. To start out with, is he love love eh, my life? Eh, 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 I don't know. Karen Rachel Green. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Rachel Karen Green. She added, and I know that we had something special, especially in all this chaos. In this nutty, brilliant, wonderful, hard business that we have, it's nice to have somebody who's anchored and who knows you, really knows all of you. In February 2004, Aniston spoke about being ready to start a family. Didn't know this. Around the time her show Friends was coming to an end, it ended in 2004. She did an interview with The Guardian in which she discussed her thoughts of having kids with him. She said, yeah, it's time. It's time. You know, I think we can work with a baby. I think we can work pregnant. I think we can do all of it. So I'm just really looking forward to slowing down. Which after doing Friends for oh, nine ten, years. Nine years or whatever yeah. it was. I it's would understand. Well, I almost think that would have been. That's. I mean, and they. Least, wait, which one of them had kids during the show? Courtney. Courtney. She talks, had, yeah. But that's a pretty grueling schedule. Like they. Oh, filmed, and Lisa Kudrow. Yeah, they both had kids. I'm. I'm sure the boys had wives that had kids. Um, or something. I don't know who they dated. I only care about women. <laughs> um, but <laughs> it's like that. That is a very like shooting a show that has that many episodes. It's a lot of filming. I can see why you would think like, no, I'm not going to be able to give like what the amount of attention I want to give. No judgment to the people that figure that shit out. Like to be able to have your career and have a family, you're a, you're a fucking superhero and that's awesome. But like, it makes sense to me why she's saying like, okay, like this is over. I'm going to be set for life with these endorsements. Well, yeah, she just closed a really big chapter of her life and her career. Like that makes sense. Yeah. 
So she also discussed her and Pitt's plan to spend more time together in the near future. She said after uh, he finishes filming Mr. and Mrs. Smith, he plans on traveling with her when uh, he's filming Ocean's 12. So, okay. so like my husband's filming this really great movie. As soon as he's done with this movie with Angelina Jolie, we're going to spend a lot of time together yeah, and maybe start that, a family. After movie, So as we all know... <laughs> In May 2004, Pitt and Angelina did Mr. and Mrs. Smith, and then the cheating rumors began to circulate. Not long after they started working together, the rumors of the affair began to blow up all over the world. After they did that Vogue and like the, um, or sorry, the uh, photo shoot where they are a couple. Oh, right, right. So in a later 2006 interview with Vogue, Jolie talked about her and Pitt's relationship while they were filming the movie. Mm -hmm. And we know some of this. Because of the film, we ended up being brought together to do all these crazy things, and I think we found this strange friendship and partnership that kind of just suddenly happened, she told the publication. I think a few months in, I realized, God, I can't wait to get to work. Yeah, that's bad. And Jolie adds, we just kind of became, or and we just became kind of a pair, and it took until really the end of the shoot for us. I think to realize that it might mean something more, we'd earlier allowed ourselves to believe. January two thousand and five, Pitt and Aniston officially announced their breakup. I don't know how they did it, but I think you like file and people see you leaving the divorce lawyer. No, I think they like their publicist. Well, yeah, but I feel like how did news circulate then? They would without magazine. They released um, statements, and then like Oprah talks about it or something. Yeah, you're just like yeah. I mean, I don't remember 2005. Just, <laughs> I, I also don't remember what it was like not having uh, internet ever. Oh, I like wow. have no memory of it. Yeah, and I lived a for a good many years without internet and yeah. then had dial up and then had real internet. And my I learned my Facebook is 13 years old today. Oh, wow. Con- wish me a happy birthday congratulations happy Mar- thank you mark zuckerberg happy facebookery <laughs> i know um so they announced their breakup after months of reports that they were breaking up pitt and aniston released a statement <laughs> i just didn't read <laughs> that had said they were taking their first sto- steps towards ending their marriage and this is what the statement said we would like to announce that after seven years together we have decided to formally separate For those who follow these sorts of things, we would like to explain that our separation is not the result of any speculation reported by the tabloid media. This decision is the result of much thoughtful consideration, and we happily remain committed and caring friends with great love and admiration for each other. Okay. So September 2005, Aniston spoke about her and Pitt's breakup for the very first time. We we exited this relationship as beautifully as we entered it, okay. she said in an interview with Vanity Fair. October 2005, Pitt and Aniston divorce. It's finalized. And nearly a year after the separation, uh, they that was a year after the separation, so like some time passed. And it was cited irreconcilable differences, okay. which was the term of the year, yeah. apparently, for the all the go-to. celebrities. Did they stay friends? No, well, I really don't think so. So, this is where more recent information is starting to come up. Oh, really? It's just because they probably didn't talk about it too much at the time. Well, they seem to have it down on lock. You know, I think they, I don't know. 
I think Hollywood had a big part in that relationship. There wasn't any room in the relationship yeah. for them. It's kind of felt like a like Princess Diana yeah. and Camilla thing where it's like, there were three of us, and the third person was everybody who cares about us yeah. in the world. Um, so in an interview shortly after their split, she revealed that there were complicated reasons why things didn't work out with them. The actress explained how people often grow apart as they mature in life, and if a husband and wife do not grow together, they run the risk of diverging diverging from each other. For Aniston, this is exactly what happened between her and Pitt, both of whom tied the knot during transitional times of their lives, which makes sense. Okay. It's just complicated. Relationships are complicated. You're two people continually evolving, and there will be times where changes clash true (laughs) there are all these levels of growth and when you stop growing together that's when the problems happen she says throughout their marriage jennifer aniston and brad pitt held very busy schedules that prevented them from spending a lot of time together aniston was very film or very busy filming friends and pitt was all over the big screen he was in every movie ever being brad pitt um, so when Friends finally came to the end, uh, the series proved very emotional for Aniston, sparking a minor crisis, which I didn't know happened, huh. for her. And according to International Business Times, Pitt was not on hand to comfort her in her time of need, oh. which only made things harder. Also, it'd be like, okay, my show that was like my my big thing just ended, and you're over here like almost like as you age, you're getting better and more things. Yeah. Like I would, I, and not like the end of friends wasn't because they weren't talented. They right. just decided to end the show and they all have gone to do things and like, you know, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's a time where you need to be like consoled by your husband and not like, Sorry, he's too busy filming with, like, the most beautiful woman yeah, in the world. that's just a rough situation. I'd be like, huh, no, he's not answering <laughs> his phone call. It's because she's with him. And I'd be really sad. Um, yeah. So when she wrapped up Friends, he was working on Mr. and Mrs. Smith. And the two started dating shortly after Pitt and Aniston separated, which isn't great. Which also results in the rumors that he had had an affair, which is confirmed. It's like, he cheated on Jennifer Aniston. To be with Angelina Jolie. Jolie later admitted that she was not looking for love when she teamed up with Pet for the movie. Okay. But their chemistry on set blossomed into something real. Well, sure. They weren't planning on it. He was married. Yeah. So based on Jennifer Aniston's interview, it sounds like her marriage to Pitt was falling apart long before she he right. met Angelina. Aniston did not mention, mention Jolie when she talked about the demise of the relationship, classy, nor did she hint that either of one of them had been unfaithful, hmm. which... Again, that's classy. Pitt, of course, stayed with Jolie, and over a decade, they called it quits back in 2016, as we know. Aniston moved on to marry Justin Thoreau. Oh, right, yes. Whom she's then left uh, after they've been uh, divorced for two years now. Uh, She has not commented on the reunion rumors. Oh, sorry, like, because everybody is like, oh, they're both single again. So there's all these rumors that maybe they're talking to each other and all of this. She hasn't made any rumors about it, even though she claims that they are good friends. Okay. That's the thing that she has said is like, yeah, I think she realized for all this time, yeah, I'm his friend. So what did Pitt have to say about his marriage with her? Okay. For his part... Pitt has talked about his divorce from Aniston in previous interviews. Back in 2011, he revealed that he was at a crossroads in his life when he split with her. 
At his own, uh, at this time, Pitt was accepting roles that he thought were interesting, which made him realize that his own life was lacking something. <laughs> Ooh, I'm going to cry. Okay, this includes his marriage, which he characterized as sort of pretend union. Oh. I'm crying. Okay. That's... Pitt later apologized for this yeah, shitty comment uh, after fans gave him shit Roasted for it. him. And everybody loves Jennifer Aniston. So he did apologize and he said, you know, that's that's not actually, that's not how I felt. That I'm just emotional, whatever. Jeez, okay. okay. And he has not commented on any further rumors yeah, about be best. that. Yeah, Pitt, just, just don't do it. Shush. So here we have a little update about Angelina. Oh, okay. Oh. So she recently opened up about her divorce. So the last time I talked about this, there was like very little. Yeah. Like they said, we're going to co-parent. It's not yeah, you deal. said everything that was out at the yeah. time. So, I mean, this was still months ago. Some new things have come up. So a year after filing for their divorce, Jolie talked about her state of mind in the wake of the split. The actress admitted that the breakup had been very difficult to handle. She did, however, explain that she and Pitt share similar goals when it comes to raising their kids, which is very good. Good, yeah. She also revealed that she puts on a strong face in front of her kids so that they don't grow up worrying about her, Mm. which is so sad. Jolie and Pitt waged a bitter custody war against each other in the separation, which is sad to find out. Oh, shoot. They only came to a custody agreement, which prolonged the entire divorce process. They only recently came to a custody Uh. agreement. They also had to work out the details of their $630 million fortune, which has proved a very difficult task. How? I? They have that much money? I don't think I, like, we were talking about net worths whenever we did this. Yeah, that's more than I was expecting to hear. Yeah. So fortunately, Jolie and Pitt were recently declared single and are no longer legally married. This, of course, has not slowed down the rumors surrounding that Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston are maybe talking right. to each other again. People always uh, talk But about something. I don't think that's going to be a thing. I again. don't either. That's really messy. Maybe don't go back to the guy who cheated on you, too. Especially like, when he has like a bunch of kids from the woman He has a bunch of kids and he's splitting yeah. up all that money. And that's it's messy. It's that's just not messy. a good history that you need to really live with. Yeah. So, yeah. So I would say that they're friends, but I really hope hope that it ends there yeah like i would imagine because it's also like very few people in the world can you can relate to the type of fame that they have and yeah. especially the fame they had in that relationship and that breakup blah 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 you can relate to that doesn't mean like no but i mean i can see why that would keep them like in touch and maybe friendly but like no yeah but i that's why i think it's like they weren't protecting their well, commitment yeah. or well whatever. and what they both said is that they like i mean he called it a pretend union That's and then rough. backtracked but she made it sound like they were growing and in their lives were going in different directions yeah. especially career-wise and that's their their life is is their career i think celebrities like that just is your life now. and i mean Sorry. pretend marriage that is rough that's but so rough. i could see like their relationship getting to a point where things are rocky and probably everyone in their lives are telling them like no you have to make it work like this is you know i'm sure there were lots of bugs in their ears that was ooh, that came off ew. gross and get plural. out get out of their plural ears. bug sounds gross. i hate that but i think there are probably lots of people telling them different things so i could see him feeling like it lasted longer for XYZ reasons, but that's rough to say it was pretty. Yeah, it's like Matt Damon level savage. I'm shingle. Bye. Yeah, yeah, that it's like, what are these men doing? Like, why would you I'm say so glad that? you did that one, though. And that trivia was delightful. Now I am terrified and I will be brushing up on her. I'm going to be like online taking Harry Potter trivia 
quest. That's probably tests. the easiest thing you can do. 100% because that's where they're going to pull the questions from yeah. for the thing. They're not going to like make up new questions. <laughs> like, ah. Unless it's a crazy, intense Harry what Potter did, nerd. What did Barty Crouch Jr. transfigure his father into? A bone. How do you not know this? No, I'm telling you, I'm oh. I'm rusty. Oh, <laughs> I'm like I as I I just finished reading them all like <laughs> a month ago. Um, I don't. It's it's yeah. I think you'll be fine, and but you should brush up. That was a fun. I liked the follow up vibe of this episode. Yeah, because I feel like when I was shocked to read that those were any any sort of information given, where they were like, yeah, this was hard actually, because right. they made it seem very like flowery and pretty mm-hmm. and bouncy like yeah we're divorcing but it's okay but like they had a very hard time with the split like with custody of their children yeah, that's tough. and i didn't know that they had that much money um and i'm like shook i'm gagged actually <laughs> um but yeah i'm i'm very happy that i had like it, it brought it back around to like the first episode that we ever did oh my gosh rachel karen green amy angel green <sighs> It's Co-fuck weird that my brain knew it was Rachel Butt and Green. Yeah, it's because I knew that it was and it. Green. Yeah, they say they say it, and you remember syllables like "I want to be Colton Patrick Mooney" because it's so many syllables. <laughs> it's so many syllables, and you're Gabriel Thicado. I don't mind that name. I guess it's his stage name. He's really excited about it, as I can see him <laughs> slouching. No, thank you guys so much for joining us. Yeah. I hope that this is helping your December with your seasonal depression because oh, it's dark at three. I just got so excited the thought of people like listening while wrapping presents or something. Uh, I hope that's happening don't, don't somewhere. Do that. Don't do that with your kids. <laughs> well, just, no, if you're wrapping presents for your kids, your kids. You know be what? There. I actually listened to an episode because I do listen to this. We need the <laughs> listens first of all. Um, every listen counts. No, I listen to it because I don't remember a single fucking thing I say on this, well, and sure. it's it's genuinely surprising whenever I'm like, oh. I talked about this. Who knew? But I listened to it in the bath one day and it was, I had a candle and I was listening to myself talk to you on a podcast in the bath (laughs) and it was, but it was like really enjoyable. It was very like calming. And I was like, these two are funny. Like I'd be (laughs) friends with them. Yeah. But thanks so much for listening guys. I will also say we are like right before Christmas. We're in the holiday season. If you are listening and feeling any amount of wishing that like you had a, person to share it with and maybe you're single or you've been through a breakup or you're not really sure what's next like I feel like during the holidays people have lots of those feelings Mm. but just know that like you are valid and you are loved and you are lovely and and there's nothing wrong with being single and there ain't nothing wrong with being single as a Pringle and spending time with your family and focusing on yourself and as we are doing (laughs) there are yes as we ourselves are doing and you know you never know what's around the corner and what's in store for you so just like enjoy the holidays enjoy your family that everything happens for a reason Mm -hmm. and if it's not sometimes life is just prepping you for the thing that you least expect yeah like Losing a finger. Life is wild, I, I don't know. Man. Like, it'll happen. But I think that everything, when, how I look back on my whole life, if none of, if one of those things didn't happen, I wouldn't be this person today. Yeah. So I'm like, I'll take it. I love this person that I turned into. And I think everybody there has their own story and their own journey that they're going on. And just because you don't have, ugh, like, first of all, you're saving money. Like, at the <laughs> end of the day, you knew you were going to spend the most amount of money on that person. Instead, use it to have a full body massage, Ooh, a five hour I like long. This so I much. know. So get a massage, get a facial, get a, um, Whatever a manicure, you love. pedicure. Treat Instead yourself. of that money, fucking treat yourself. Drink your cucumber water. Stay hydrated, ladies. Not the men. You're fine. You're drinking <laughs> beer or something. Ugh. Ugh. 
but yeah we, i love men it's fine if you've listened this far we're so glad that you've listened Thank we're you. so glad to have you as a listener and yeah we hope you enjoy the holiday season because yeah. it is a magical time and we're so glad it's we're coming toward the end of the year our like our goal for the year was just to start this podcast so that yeah. now we're like into episode 24 yeah. and the amount that Kiefer sutherland would do i mean <laughs> We have hit our Kiefer Sutherland benchmark. Yeah. Well, yeah. So it's lovely. Thanks for joining us on this. I'm sure we're going to do something special for New Year's. We're going to have our resolutions. I'm Ooh, sure. interesting. Uh, but yeah, we're still taking entries for the thank you yes, notes to our please. exes. That'll happen. That'll happen before the end of the year. Uh, I can say. So please, even if you think it's not important or it's stupid, or even if it's super short, we just yeah. want to engage if it's just with a single sentence. We just like, want to engage with the people that yeah. we keep hearing things from in a way that like other listeners can. And because and enjoy. I very much have benefited and gained things from my past relationships, and I just like want to be able to share that with people, even to be encouraging. Yeah. Like, you might think it sucks and you can't listen to Breathe Me right now, <laughs> but you will be able to listen to Breathe Me one day you, without one day, thinking of Six Feet Under. One day you can yeah. listen to see <laughs> and cellophane. You'll be fine. <laughs> uh, but yeah, get you know, go on over to social media. You can talk to us there. We're Best Texas Pod on Instagram. Uh, best Texas Podcast on Facebook and our email is bestexaspod at gmail.com and thank you so much for joining us happy holidays everyone we love you yeah.